Hey guys, welcome back to the Be A Man podcast. My name is Nathan Pierre. I'm your host. I'm so happy you guys are back. Welcome back to episode three. Uh, Today, I'm so lucky to be in Portland, Oregon with one of my best friends, Justin Laskowski. Justin is by far one of the most well-read and analytical minds that I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. Uh, For a guy who's in his 20s, He's been coached by some great theologians and religious thinkers, um, so I'm happy to have him on. Uh, I, I always find myself wanting to be more like him, and I think by the end of this conversation, uh, you'll find yourself wanting to be more like him too. Justin, welcome, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm really excited about this conversation. So I think, you both, I think both of us can agree that goal setting is important. Uh, we live in a world that is constantly pushing the grind, you know, like what you're doing, how quick you're doing it, when you're meeting these goals and whatnot. So goals are important. But for people like us, and I I, I pick on our personality types of the Enneagram 3 that are constantly striving towards perfection, right? Like we'll start a project and we'll either drop it because like we can't get it to the level of perfection that we think it needs to be at to be helpful or useful to other people. So a lot of times it, uh, it hinders growth. So what, what, do you, what do you think we need to do better as men, but also just as folks, as young professionals, uh, to not let perfectionism get in the way? Yeah, I think that's a great question, especially when you talk about perfectionism. Um, we've talked about this a number of times before, Yeah. but I think my personality type I want to do excellent things. And if you're you know, someone who is a little bit more type A, uh, achiever type, um, maybe you struggle with this too, that yeah. I want to do things well, and so I can spend a lot of time thinking and planning. But the problem is, is I never get out of that stage sometimes. Hmm. Like, for example, I can think of um, in college, I, I want to start taking lifting weights more seriously. Right. And I would read articles, and I would read different things on the internet. I would research what different uh, people were saying and and putting out and all in this attempt to create like the ultimate program, the perfect thing that I'm going to have the right mix of strength and conditioning and Mm -hmm. this many, you know, sets and reps. And some people are saying this and some people are saying that. And you just kind of get caught up in this confusion of like, I need to make sure I get it right rather than just getting started and and doing something and learning along the way. And so I'd find myself, I remember I signed up for a, uh, like a powerlifting meet and I'd never done one of those before mm. and I would start training and then like a couple of days in the program get freaked out that well maybe I'm not doing this as good as it could be mm. maybe I could learn something else and so I'd go back and research more and right. basically just keep spinning my wheels on trying to put together what I what I thought would be the ideal or right. the perfect program yeah. when honestly I'd just be better served with getting started on something yeah, put, and putting in some reps, getting all the way through it and, yeah. you know, getting to the end and then learning from, okay, here's the end of it. Here, what did I learn from the process? Right. Um, or I think, you know, another great example, I, I was um, trying to start a blog in college cause I knew writing was a skill that I wanted to develop mm. and spend more time on. And again, same thing, you know, you, you write an article and you're worried about, is this as good as it could be? Right. And so you just start going through that process over and over in your mind of getting it right, reworking it, rehashing it. And the very thing I wasn't doing was actually writing actually and posting writing. articles. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think that's huge for me. And I think something that really helps shift my mindset in that 
was this idea of deliberate practice. And there's a couple of authors that um, talk a lot about this. Um, I think of James Clear, his book, Atomic Habits. That was really helpful Mm. for me. A lot of people have read that. Um, It's like a crazy bestseller right now. Okay. Um, But he talks about this idea in the book about a professor at the University of Florida who, I don't know if he was a film professor, like a photography professor, an art professor, what exactly it was, but I think it was, I think it was photography. And he divided his students up into two groups. Hmm. And one group he would judge on the quantity of pictures that they produced. And the other group he judged based solely on the quality. Okay. So the quality group, they only had to make one photograph, but their entire grade was based on that one photograph. Okay. So it had to be perfect. Right. The other group didn't have to worry about the quality of their photograph. They just need to put out as many photographs as, as possible. possible. Gotcha. And I think if they if they did over 100 photographs in a week or something like that, they got an A on their project. Okay. Um, and you get to the end of that project, and the people who consistently put out the best photos was not the quality group. It was the group that took a bunch of took photos. More, yeah, took more pictures. Because they put in reps, because they actually got busy doing it. The yeah. quality group, and this is, I think is so key, the quality group just speculated right. about what would Theorized. make the best photo. <laughs> yeah. How do I do this? And they researched and they thought a lot about it. Right. But they didn't actually put in the work. Right. Meanwhile, the other group is just putting in their reps and getting better all the time. So I, that concept of deliberate practice, I think is something that, uh, you know, I'm still learning and I'm still working on, yeah. but it's something that definitely has helped move past that. It's got to be perfect mindset into, right. okay, it just needs to be, quality like good and then we'll get better over we'll get time better. i like i like that i like the 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 terminology deliberate practice because habits are automatic right like sure. it's things we do without thinking uh you put on your shoes in the same order every morning and you don't even really think about it so if if we're trying to create to your example earlier of you know wanting to lift more wanting to you know accomplish such and such goal how do we get to a place of making positive automatic habits mm-hmm. you know is it in the big thing so like one of my goals is to read 100 books this year um i'm nowhere How's close that going? <laughs> it's, it's not going great it's not going great but i'm reading more books than i read last year sure, sure. so to me that's a dub you know what i right, mean for sure. so if i if i want to improve like what are the the micro steps that i take to get there you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure and and there's something to be said about that sometimes you need a a big goal to help push you in that direction. Right. So, uh, I'm not, I'm definitely not saying you shouldn't have goals. Sure. Um, but I think to your point, I think habits are the way that you actually get there. So with goals, um, one of the things that again, I can do is I'll set these goals and you know, we all do, we set new yeah. year's resolutions or you set goals. Right. Um, but that doesn't really include a lot of specific plans on how to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every, NFL team, 32 out of 32 teams have the same goal to win the Super, Super Bowl at the Bowl. end of the year. Yeah. But it's actually what they do in between each and every game. It's what they do in the games that actually mm. gets them there. And that's where I think habits are, are helpful in thinking through, all right, what do I need to do on a daily level or yeah. on a weekly level that's actually moving me in that direction? Yeah. I think James Clear says this in his book. Really, the goal isn't that you want to read a hundred books. Mm-hmm. There's nothing magical about that number. Right. The goal is, like you said, I want to read more books than I did last year. Last year yeah. I want to, um, you know, we just assign these arbitrary numbers to yeah. things because they make us, you know, they give us something to work towards. Right, right. Um, I actually remember um, a friend of mine in college 
broke this down for me one time. It was one of the first time I saw this is he said, if you, if you set a goal to read 24 books or 25 books a year, yeah. right, two books a month or something like that, and you take, you know, if the average book is 200 pages or so, if you take a 200-page book and divide that over, let's say you read five days a week, right. just to give yourself like right. two off yeah. days, right. you know, if you miss it, um, if you read five days a week and you need to read it in two weeks, so 10 days, mm-hmm. you take a 200-page book and divide that by 10, yeah. you're down to 20 pages a day. A day. Yeah. And it just gives you, I think, a, an easier mental hurdle of thinking through like I can read 20 pages a day I just need to find the time to actually do it yeah schedule that in so I know that in the morning before I do anything else before I go to work I'm gonna make you know a 30 minute window or I'm gonna read for 20 pages and if I keep up that habit over time you get to your goal yeah really the goal is not that helpful it's the habits that'll get you there systems that get you to that for sure yeah yeah I like that so Something I've been trying to figure out a lot recently in the goal setting is that um, society sets such unrealistic, especially social media, sets such unrealistic expectations on people. Like the the idea that, you know, if you're not a successful 25-year-old making this much money in the bank, you know, driving this kind of car, because we see so many, like, exceptions mm-hmm. to the rule in social media, right? With TikTok and like all of these other apps. Well, it's banned Kids, now. So, right, it's yeah. banned. So no more TikTok for anybody. <laughs> but like you see so much of like these exceptions to the rule, you know, the 15-year-old millionaire and then somebody who's working the same job over and over says like, oh man, like what am I doing with my life? Like I can't tell you how many times like I'll read one of these success stories. Like kid invents an app, app goes crazy, sells it for a million dollars, or $10 million or whatever, and then he like goes and does something fun. And I'm like, gosh, like, what am I doing with my life? So if that's the expectation, if we're, if the habits that we try to create are, man, I want to be retired by 26, like, it just, it kind of sets you up for failure before you start, you know, because then you can't focus on the deliberate practices, because you're just focused on the big thing that's going to give you that big step, instead of the small things that are going to give you that small step in the right direction. Yeah, I think... You know, I, we were in a in a book group together, yeah. uh, and one of the guys in that group said, he's a he's an accountant, he's a finance guy, and he said something that we all kind of laughed at him for. He, I don't remember how we got on the topic, but he said something <laughs> along the lines of, well, the reality is, is all of us are inherently average. Average. <laughs> and everyone kind of laughed at him, and one of the guys in the group was like, well, wow, you know, way to put a Real confidence booster, you know, yeah. Like, oh, so you don't want to be excellent, but I think his point in that I don't know, at least what I took out of that was, you know, don't base yourself off of, like you said, the exception to the rule. Right. If you have an idea for an app that's going to make you billions of dollars, then then great. But the rest of us are probably not there. (laughs) Right. You know, if you're a professional athlete and, you know, you've got your your major league contract, then of course some of these things don't apply exactly. But I still think the concept of deliberate practice, right? How did... Um, how did that athlete, you know, get there? Was it just his talent mm. or is there also something to be said about someone who refines that mm-hmm. craft mm-hmm. over and over? Time, over? Yeah. They spend time practicing it. Yeah. Um, Cal Newport talks about that in So Good They Can't Ignore You. He talks about um, like a musician or, mm. you know, these people that we think of as, as craftsmen. They've mm-hmm. made their goal. Like I'm just going to refine my craft. Yeah. 
and put in the reps. You think of like the 10,000 hour rule. Yeah. Uh, all of those things are long-term projects. They're not, you know, I'm going to be a overnight, overnight yeah. success. Right. Um, I heard somebody else use the example of like, when you think of boiling water, hmm. right? At 212 degrees, things are, are, you know, bubbling and going crazy. But all the degrees leading up to that pretty much look the same. Right. Hmm. And so with that, you know, the heat is still being applied to it, but 198 looks like 199, looks right. like 200. You right. really can't tell the difference. Right. But then when the, when the breakout happens, it, the change is dramatic. And right. I think habits do the same thing for us. Hmm. You don't see that instantaneous breakout all the time, but what you what is happening under the surface is you're at 198 degrees and 199 and 200. And when you get to 212, people will love to talk about the giant success that you had. They didn't see, you know, those, those extra reps that you put in, the extra time that you spent reading, the extra hours you put in that project that, that nobody else did and how those things compound over time. Yeah. So when we think of goal setting, because I think like, a lot of kids our age have an issue in goal setting, as we've talked about. Um, so how do we, you know, reshape how we view goal setting to focus less on the outcome, you know, less on the 100 or 212 degrees of, you know, like things going crazy, going really well, the things that are nice to post on social media to focusing on the smaller stuff, um, you know, the, the, the deliberate practices how do we switch, you know, the thought process? What's something that you've done? Maybe something you failed in before, you know, a goal that you had you failed in before, but you applied deliberate practices or you set up accountability in different ways that gave you more success the second time around. Yeah. I think just like you said, I goals aren't bad. Right. But goals fo- focus on the outcome. Yeah. They don't give you a lot of information about how you're going to get there. And so I, I think the idea is goals will help you set that initial trajectory. Right. But if you don't have a system to support that goal, if you don't have daily habits or weekly habits that actually help you get there, um, then you're just kind of stuck in the cycle of, you know, how, what do I actually need to do? You know, your willpower can start off great for like day one and day two right. and then you get to right. day three and you're like, why did I even make this a goal? Right, yeah. Um, and then what was the other part of your question? So the, the other part was like, so if we want to set, if we want to focus more on, you know, these micro habits, these deliberate practices, um, and step away, not because the outcome isn't important, but because it's not helpful on the day to day. Right. So like if we're setting micro goals, how do we like create accountability in that to, to get more done? Right? Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah. Um, so like an example, you asked something that I, I tried to do and then didn't. So I, I read Atomic Habits the first time and was really convinced I need to start thinking about habits. I need to start right. focusing on that. Um, so again, that's if you think of it, that's a goal. That's mm-hmm. a goal that I have to mm-hmm. become a more conscious of my habits person, person you know, yeah. to, to, think, think, to think that way. Um, but I didn't know how I was actually going to do that. Right. And so I think he recommends in the book like keeping a, a tally, a checklist of every day, like writing out the things that you want to do on like, you know, a every day and then you put an X by every day that you did it. Okay. So, you know, whatever thing it is that you want to do. Did right. I eat healthy today? Did I, you know, right. do my diet successfully and you put an X by every day? Right. You know, if it's, if you're a musician, did I practice my, my 
chords today right, and right. you put an X by every day that you did. Yeah. And over time you start to, you know, you develop that, pa- that habit and that yeah. pattern. So I get super convinced by the book, like I'm going to start doing this. <laughs> and I didn't really have a system for how I was actually going to do gonna it. Do I was just it. like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And like two months in, I was like, I'm not tracking any of the habits that I said I was going huh. to. So it's super funny. I didn't have the, the habit of actually tracking habits, habits. if you will. Yeah. Um, and so for me, that accountability was when I get up in the morning, I always get up, I make a cup of coffee, and then I spend time um, reading my Bible and mm-hmm. then maybe reading some books before mm-hmm. um, I get ready for work. And so I knew that was a, a time slot that I already kind of had chunk, mm-hmm. carved into my Set day. Set away, yeah. And so I, I was like, okay, I'm going to make that part of that routine. Yeah. I get up, I make a cup of coffee, I sit down. I start to read, and then before I get up to start my day, I pull out you know that that checker the and tracker. kind of walk through like how did I do this week at how did I do yesterday at mm-hmm. the habits that I have. Okay. And so it built in that those rhythms, yeah. and before long, that becomes a part of your routine. It becomes right. a part of your habit. Yeah. It's just getting that that initial piece started. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that you talked about a couple of the books that you've read. Um, Clear and uh, Newport have been uh, helpful authors for you. What are what are there are there other books that come to mind when you think about uh, habits or goal setting um, that you would want to share? Um, just like overall, you know, it could be anything because sure. reading does so much to our development as individuals. Uh, so, what what are books that you would recommend, or what have you seen reading do uh, to your growth? Yeah. Um, if you want to learn more about habits, I'm, I'm by no means an expert, but I'm right. just someone who's found it helpful in my own life. Yeah. Um, Atomic Habits is probably the most helpful mm. as far as it, it gives you the rationale behind it and then it gives you really practical examples okay. of how to start implementing those ideas. Uh, if you're more interested, uh, he builds a lot off of Charles Duhigg's book, Power of Habit. Mm. That's another good one, uh, but not as not as practical. So if okay. you're just... You know, if you're curious to read more, that, that'd be one to check out. Okay. Um, a friend sent me on Audible Ultra Learning by uh, Scott Young. Okay. He takes a little bit of a different approach, but definitely about deliberate practice. Definitely the idea yeah. of working on your craft. Yeah. His is more on like a short-term basis of like big project that's going to take me, you know, I'm going to get it done in right. like, three months. Yeah. And, but again, still that, those habits, again, really practical stuff that yeah. you can learn more about. Yeah. Um, those would be some that I think of. And then, yeah, you mentioned Newport. So good. You can't ignore you. We yeah. read a book group together. Yeah. Again. Yeah. The book was awesome. Um, no, nah, I love that. Uh, so <clears throat> one thing I found helpful for me is having someone, I, I love the idea of the habit tracker. Um, at, but cause over time, you know, you've got pages of the weeks you've done well, the sure. weeks you haven't done well, days you've done well and stuff, but, uh, set, these micro habits, these, um, these specific things I want to accomplish, these deliberate practices and sharing that with someone that I'm close with who I know may have, you know, similar goals and then checking in with them weekly, if not daily saying like, Hey, you know, you said you wanted to read 10 pages a day. Where are you at on that today? You know what I mean? Um, cause like iron sharpens iron, like as we go through different things, it helps to have someone to just like stick a thumb in your side a little bit and be like, hey, man, you, you said you wanted to get this done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to that point, 
I think another thing that's really helpful is the people that you surround yourself with. Mm. Um, if you're trying to adopt new behaviors and habits and, you know, back to that perfectionism thing, sometimes you need someone, like you're saying, to come yeah. alongside you and be like, no, dude, you need to like get it out. Right. I know that's how I'm yeah. with you and the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Some people have been kind of pushing you towards that yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think being in a community that those behaviors that you want yeah. are natural for them, right. are already ingrained in them. Like expected. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if I, that's why I think that's why CrossFit is so, you know, huge and mm. other group fitness, things like that, that is really like a community that if I want these habits, I'm going to join a place that people are already doing these things right. and they're going to encourage me to do it right. because I, you know, I want to fit in with them. I want to do well yeah. and, and they're going to be alongside me to push me in that Supporting direction. Supporting you in it. Yeah. Um, I know you've, networked with some other guys to learn more about podcasting yeah um as you get into that community you have other people who are now interested in your work you know they're doing right. you a favor but they also are going to check in like hey how are things going right and yeah. you don't want to be like oh man i haven't actually done anything yeah. right yeah yeah so i think learning in community or, or being a part of a community where that that behavior can can push you forward but yeah dude that's awesome man thank you so much for being on this was so fun um it's been really cool to Hang out with you and your wife, Allie, for the last few days. Portland is amazing. Big fan. We're enjoying um, that. Yeah. Good, dude. I'm, I'm happy you guys are doing well. I'm happy we were able to sit down and have this conversation. So, thanks, bro. Thanks for being on. Yeah, man. I'm excited to hear more of the episodes. So, guys, my the, the challenge going out is to focus on something this week and share your goals with a close friend and have them set up some sort of system for success. So instead of, you know, focusing on the, the outcome, focus on inputs that can be helpful to accomplishing that goal. Um, and then you hold them accountable for something too, because I strongly believe accountability pushes us towards success. So I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining. We'll talk soon. Bye.